Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. This week, we'll be uh, tackling a topic that's front and center on everyone's mind, and uh, that is the coronavirus vaccine. Obviously, we have two different companies right now, Moderna and Pfizer, looking at being able to uh, rush the vaccine through the FDA and getting emergency approval for that. Uh, and that's led a lot of people to have a lot of questions. Uh, in order to be able to develop the herd immunity from the vaccine that the national health experts are hoping to achieve, uh, they're estimating that we need to have 60 to 70% of the American public be willing to take that vaccine. And of course, there are a lot of people uh, that are skeptical of that. Uh, first of all, we have a community of anti-vaxxers uh, that represent about 10% or so of the population anyways, and are skeptical of any vaccine. Uh, and then throw in a lot of people that are particularly skeptical about a vaccine that seems maybe to have uh, been rushed through the system and are skeptical of any potential uh, long-lasting impacts of that on their bodies. And uh, so with that in mind, um, this column came about uh, because of the fact that uh, some of the local uh, concert, go concert venues uh, have been thinking about instituting a policy whereby any concert attendees uh, have to either show that they've had a vaccine or uh, show a negative COVID test. And that has sparked some controversy about whether or not that's invasive into, uh, whether or not that's invasive into our own personal choices. Uh, and that, of course, uh, that sort of philosophical stuff is exactly what truth in a thousand words or less is about. Uh, that seems ripe for the kind of uh, philosophical discussion uh, that Truth in a Thousand Words or Less uh, strives on. So, with no further ado, this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. I'm going to start this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less with a candid acknowledgement that my title for this week's column represents a false dichotomy. I'm really not sure the whole vaccine debate can be summarily wrapped up into those two starkly different choices. In fact, by the time we get to the end of this week's Thousand Word Diatribe, we might just find that there actually is room for a middle ground here, a middle ground that seems increasingly scarce in a world full of polarizing opinions. But before we get there, it all started with a simple choice between friends, a choice about whether or not to go to a concert. After months of staring at the walls of our home, so much so that even our pets are beginning to seriously question our mental stability at this point, we're all jonesing to see live music harder than an adolescent unceremoniously stripped of all social media for two weeks after get, getting caught downloading porn onto their phone. Yes, we want this in the worst way. Just want the world to open back up so we can all go back to doing whatever it is that we love to do, be that concerts, sporting events, or midget tossing. So as far as word is spread of the potential of a coming COVID vaccine, Many have rejoiced and prepared to line up at their nearest Walgreens like a junkie waiting for a fix outside their dealer's doorstep. This, for them, signals what we have all been long waiting for, the return to normal life. A return to shows and games and, well, midget tossing. But hold your horses there, Tonto. Some folks aren't quite so psyched about this vaccine after all. While many of us in the United States have come to just presume a pro-vaccination stance since around the time they were used to wipe out smallpox and polio, there has been a growing movement afoot questioning the efficacy and safety of vaccines, even before COVID hit the scene. The number of children not receiving the recommended vaccinations has quadrupled since 2001, a 
Children board in 2015, 1.3% eschewed vaccinations and 31 million people follow anti-vaccine groups on Facebook. These anti-vaxxers have cited studies suggesting a link to autism and other conditions in developing children in order to justify their refusal to vaccinate their children. Now, I'm not here to adjudicate the science on this and conclusively determine whether vaccinating kids from certain illnesses outweighs the potential risks associated with their use. There are some really good studies being conducted on both sides of this debate, and I strongly encourage you to do your own research by reading people who understand the science of this far better than me. I was a freaking English major for crying out loud, not a scientist. I'm not here to provide data and research, but I will, what I will do is tell you a story and then use that story to make a point about how our individual rights and liberties interact with those of others in a well-functioning societal arrangement. Shortly after news started being reported about a potential COVID vaccine, concert promoters in anticipation of some much needed summer business in 2021, started sending out email communications containing potential health protocols for their events. Amongst these prescriptions was the possibility of requiring either proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within two to four days of the impending event. And that's when all hell broke out amongst my friends. Eager to pursue what sh peruse what shows we wanted to see this summer, folks started forwarding the promoter communication in group forums. But some of my anti-vaxxer friends were hardly pleased with the potential restrictions. They saw this as a total infringement upon their personal freedoms and an attack on their choices to not get a COVID vaccine. Now, I totally respect the rights of any of these folks that decide not to get a COVID vaccine. Putting anything into your body should always be the choice of the individual, and I, for one, don't ever want to see the government telling people what they do or do not have to do with their personal health choices. That just sounds far too Manchurian candidate for my taste. There are sound reasons to be leery of a vaccine developed in these circumstances, and without legitimate longitudinal studies, I can see why some people would be a little freaked to go injecting themselves with whatever drug cocktail Pfizer concocts. I mean, I probably trust whatever my drug dealer cuts his product with more than that, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? I'm just saying these anti-vaxxers might not be so crazy after all, and regardless, no one should be out there telling them what they have to do with their bodies. But just as the anti-vaxxers have every right to decide what gets to happen to their bodies, so too do those who choose to get the vaccine have a right to say what happens to theirs. If we as a larger collective decide, society decide that the inherent risks of the vaccine are eclipsed by the dangers of contracting a debilitating and potentially deadly airborne virus, then we deserve to have an expectation of those around us that they will do the same, not just for their well-beings, but ours. Recent studies suggest that the approximately two-thirds of American that approximately two-thirds of Americans intend on getting the vaccine once it becomes available. Is it unreasonable then, in going to a concert, an otherwise clear mass spreader event, to ask that folks there have been vaccinated, or at least gotten a test? And that's where that earlier promised middle road comes in. Okay, I get it if you don't want to get the vaccine. But then, come on, go get a damn test so that we can all go see a concert for Jiminy Christmas. Concerts and other social events are part of the larger social contract. They only happen because we venture out of our own protected little bubbles and come together collectively in the public sphere. That's where the joy of togetherness originates. But with that joy comes the responsibility of care and diligence for our fellow human beings. 
No, we cannot fully protect anyone, and heaven knows, life is messy and sometimes dangerous. But we owe it to each other to do our best to care for one another, to at least try not to infect them with a deadly virus. Spread love, not germs, my friends. All right, folks, that'll do it for yet another uh, Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Um, folks, please, 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 if you enjoy this podcast, please spread the words. Uh, we're just obviously starting it out into a podcast format. Uh, we would love to get as many uh, subscribers and downloaders as possible. So send it out to all of your friends. Uh, urge them not just to download, but also to subscribe. Um, that helps us uh, to get uh, cross-promotional and advertisement possibilities and spread the word even further. So, um, And you can also uh, check us out at uh, www.waitingfortoday.com. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, and you can get uh, the podcast available um, through anywhere you get podcasts, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, you name it, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, and you can also uh, check out my blog. It's uh, recently been named one of the top 100 humor blogs and writing blogs on Feedspot. So uh, as I said, make sure to check us out anywhere that you can. And uh, please, please, please spread the word. Get uh, your friends and family to subscribe. Thanks a lot, everyone. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less.